Hello everyone, welcome to the Mirrors Made From Scratch podcast. The aim of the podcast is to share and discuss all things nutrition, menopause and fitness with you. We're huge believers in consuming foods that will benefit and nourish our overall mental and physical health and I can't wait to share insightful knowledge with some amazing guest speakers. Hello, today we are going to talk about a topic that I think a lot of people um, struggle with, a lot of people are really interested in and that is sleep and I'm joined today by Harpreet and I'm going to let Harpreet introduce herself and I love the name uh, that she has on Instagram and she uses but I'm going to let her introduce herself. So today uh, we are going to talk about sleep. Harpreet, welcome to the podcast. Hi Mira, thank you. Thank you for having me. So I know we've talked on Instagram before and I am, uh, I absolutely loved it. The, the tips and ideas and things that you spoke about were, you know, were really uh, relevant for everybody. I know you specialise in sleep with children. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us who you are and, and what you do um, and just kind of enlighten us a little bit that way. Absolutely. So uh, once again, thanks for having me here with you today, Mira. So my name's Harpreet. I am the founder of my company Sleep Catcher. Um, So I am a mum of two boys aged two and five. Um, Basically, last year, I gave up my city career and retrained as a sleep consultant working with babies and children. So I myself, I I struggled quite a lot with um, sleep after the birth of of my first son, as I'm sure a lot of of newborn parents, uh, parents to newborns out there have had the same sort of struggles. And during the pandemic, I really started to think long and hard about what I wanted to do career wise. And I'm sure a lot of people out there during the pandemic had similar sort of thoughts or had certain epiphanies about what they wanted to do with their life and career. And I just kept going back to the topic of sleep as it was something I was really passionate about. And, um, you know, I saw obviously after becoming a parent, what Mm. sleep deprivation does to you. So I basically quit my job, retrained as a sleep consultant, and I've been doing this for about six months now. Wow. Okay. thank you. And, you know, you you were saying about sleep uh, deprivation there. Yeah. Can you just explain why sleep's so important? Absolutely. So sleep, I think in modern day society, we sometimes almost think of it as a luxury rather than a necessity, but we couldn't be further from the truth when we when we think of sleep mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. sleep, um, it has, you know, m- huge impacts on our health and our mental well-being as well. Um, so, you know, obviously, if we're not getting enough enough sleep, um, then that has impact that has an impact on our tiredness levels during the day we'll find that we're losing focus um, we find it difficult to concentrate on any task that we have yeah. um, and also in terms of our health as well our body basically repairs itself our immune system repairs itself whilst we sleep as well mm-hmm. and if we're not getting enough it has a huge impact on that as well um, and you know so it, it has an all-round impact on our health and well-being and it's not just something that should be considered a luxury it's a necessity you know the national sleep foundation recommends that we sleep for seven to nine hours every night but as a society we're falling hugely short on that Um, and it's leading to things like obesity as well not just in adults but we're seeing a rise in childhood obesity as well 
And I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure that the lack of sleep is also contributing to that amongst other things as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're so, so right. I mean, there is so much that happens during sleep. And it's so important for brain health as well. Um, you know, I mean, I own a I own a nursery. So I've, I see that side of things. And I also work with women predominantly, but, um, you know, who are going through menopause and, and also who are perhaps obese or diabetic or, you know, have certain conditions, and they want to um, change that quite a lot. Um, when we, when we were looking at children, if they were not getting a good night's sleep, if they weren't able, you know, if their sleep pattern was disrupted, uh, particularly through the night, you know, they were getting up, whether it was to feed or to get into mummy's bed or to whatever it was, um, actually the next day they just really struggled to function. And when, and when mm -hmm. I think about that and you translate that to an adult, it's pretty much the same thing. So the parents were also then struggling um, to manage the child and then you know as an adult going through menopause or any of those stages again sleep sleep deprivation seems to create and cause confusion you become much more emotional there's so much such a huge impact you you then also start to eat very differently you crave more sugar um, absolutely because so you're using the sugar to try and get that energy where or, or you know you'll start drinking lots of coffee you know to something to make up for the the gap in in the sleep that you've had absolutely yes absolutely and that sleep kind of yeah exactly that sleep deprivation just leads to it just has a cascading effect on so many different things doesn't it it really does absolutely. yeah i mean it's so whilst sleep is so important and you keep referring back to that thing where i think society today is very different um, and seven to nine hours of sleep is what is recommended. I mean, I have to say, I on a personal level, I don't. I think there are pockets of time where where I've had seven to nine hours sleep, but it's very rare. Um, and particularly when my children were younger, particularly now as I'm going through menopause, there have been it's just sleep has never been something that has been regular and and has never been something I've been able to kind of get to grips with. You know, I'm either vertical and I'm running around like a lunatic or I'm just flat on, on the bed, gone. But yeah. um, at that point, you know, it's I just go into a very deep sleep, yeah. knock out really quickly, but then I wake up again. And, you know, it's it's I sort of feel like I've, oh, I've, I've fallen short. I've woken up too quickly. Is that Absolutely. quite a common thing that happens? That is very common. And I've definitely seen that with um, a lot of the, the children that I work with, obviously, it's almost in the, uh, a case of, you know, when you are sort of really busy, you're running around, you've got a full day. And then afterwards, your body just basically sort of almost shuts down because it's in, in it's tired, it's in yeah. sleep debt. Um, yeah. And this also happens actually when you're unwell as well. A lot of the times, if you've had a really, really busy schedule, um, and you're, you know, you're not getting enough sleep, you're not getting any rest, any time out at all, your body just sorts of shuts down and you start getting a cold. I've definitely had that happen to me before. And that's almost your body's way of saying, you know what, you're working way too hard, you're not getting any rest, you're not getting enough sleep. And it's yeah. almost your body's way of forcing you to be like, well, now you're not feeling great. Yeah. You do need to catch up on your sleep and you need to repair yourself. So I think that's really, really common where you'll go through bouts of not sleeping very well and yeah. then suddenly your body just caves in and mm -hmm. you'll sleep for a lot longer than you usually would. Yeah. Um, that's absolutely very, very normal. It's your body's own natural cues of telling you, you know what, it, it's time to take a rest. Yeah, yeah. And so you would sort of recommend that if you were feeling like that, you should go with it and actually rest and sleep. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Absolutely. You, I think we need to listen to our bodies. And that's why, you know, whenever you are unwell, a lot of the times you find you can't even get out of bed. Mm. Um, you, you, you actually need more sleep at that point to recuperate and feel better. But because you're feeling unwell, your quality of sleep isn't probably that great. So you, there might be more wakes um, during the night. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you do actually need that restorative sleep to feel better. Mm. So as a sleep consultant, I'm, I'm so intrigued. Um, you know, what what would you what are your kind of tips? What would you tell us to do if we're having, you know, whether it's I suppose we could take it in two parts, children and adults. But, you know, yeah. I suppose they start with children. What, what would you or do they do the, do the two kind of intertwine? Are they interlinked, whether you're Absolutely. adults or children? Absolutely. Yeah. There's some aspect, aspects that, you know, when I work with children, I'll give tips, advice on what to do during the day in the lead up to bedtime. And I think yeah. as adults, we could certainly take a leaf out of this book as well yeah. in terms of having similar sort of routines, etc. Yeah. But for children, I'd say the main thing. So if we focus on children at first, the main things are about um, diet and exercise. One thing right. for sure during the day. Yeah. So in terms of diet, it's really important to keep an eye out on, you know, if there's any sort of sugary drinks or snacks that um, children are eating um, in late afternoon, which could have an impact on bedtime. Mm -hmm. Exercise, I think, is really, really important because it helps, you know, regulate your, your body's circadian rhythm. If you're going out and about going for a walk, being exposed to the sunlight, getting some fresh air, getting some exercise, will always end up meaning that children have a better night's sleep. You know, we always say, right, let's get the kids out in the afternoon, let's tire them out, and, you know, yeah. hopefully they'll sleep better at nighttime. And it's true because that yeah. regular exercise, getting out and about, is really, really important to help um, regulate our circadian rhythm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah the other that, thing... Yeah. Well, Sorry, I was just going to say, that translates very much to adults, doesn't it? That's exactly the same thing we tell our tell our clients as well yeah absolutely the other thing is a uh, blue light exposure as well so obviously with the increased dependency on modern technology you know ipads laptops iphones everything the blue light that's emitted from those devices has an impact on our production of the sleep hormone melatonin so whenever i work with any children i always say to parents if bedtime is at seven o'clock six o'clock I want all electronic devices and gadgets switched off yeah. and that's the exact same thing that I would um, say as a as a good tip to adults as well mm. yeah mm. so you want your body to start sort of preparing and wind down in time for bed and so it's a really good idea to switch off all electronics engage in some quiet play with your children whether that's jigsaws books um, you know anything like that that's sort of a quiet activity even it, it's a good chance for parents to have a little chat a discussion with their, their mm. children about their day as well yeah so yeah. that's really important then yeah. after that I think a really good solid bedtime routine is also yeah. really important yeah. and again this isn't just for children this is the same for adults as well so it could be for children I always start off bedtime routine with a bath um, because especially young children, babies, obviously, you can't communicate with them and say to them, right, it's time for a bath. And then after that, it's bedtime. They, they won't necessarily understand what you're saying. Mm. So the key way that young babies and young children learn is through repetition yeah. and consistency. 
So if you've got that same bedtime routine, they're learning through signals, oh, it's bath time now, then it's yeah. time to get changed into pajamas, then it's time for a story. So that whole lead up to bedtime has to be calm, relaxing, and yeah. you know, a way to unwind in order to prepare for bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think that's uh, again uh, very similar to to the adults, but also you know, I think it also helps the the parents to have that bed bedtime routine. It also helps. I mean, I you know, I know for me uh, as as a <laughs> 54 something or 53 soon to be 54 year old I I I cherish that bedtime routine Absolutely. and actually if I don't have it and there are times when I won't have it so for example when I was on holiday or when I was wherever whatever is going on is suddenly there's a really busy period in in my life I actually now have um, started to really cherish that and go back to it. I miss it when I don't have it that kind of right put your pajamas on you know um and you have to compromise at some stage because, I mean, you're living with somebody as well. So, you know, you've got a, a if you are an adult and you perhaps have a partner or a husband, sometimes their their whole idea of a bed, bedtime routine can be completely different to yours. Um, so, you know, Harry was Harry has the TV on and he'll be working on his laptop and, so, and he can just literally switch off and he's gone and he's had a re well, supposedly a good night's sleep. Whereas for me, I, my mind, mind will keep whirring. So we've now come to a compromise where actually... He needs to, if he's going to be working, I've now said to him, right, you need to go into the study and go and work because I need to now wind down. And I've become quite strict with that. And it's actually, I think it's really helped having that routine. Absolutely. Honestly, Mira, the way you've just described your situation with, with your <laughs> husband, it's exactly the same as mine as well. He can sort yeah. of just switch off and fall asleep within minutes. Yeah. Whereas like yourself, I need that time to wind down and that routine, you know, as uh, as as adults we all have our little rituals you know some yeah. of us have our favorite pajamas or yeah. some of us like to have a shower before bed or whatever yeah. it is I think it's really important to figure out what works for you as an individual and what helps you then sort of wind down and get ready for bed absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. it is uh, so I mean do you believe then that we can actually train I mean, you know, uh, do you believe that we can actually train ourselves to, to and babies to, to sleep better? So um, I think with so the word training, I think sometimes it does become quite controversial because yeah. uh, I know when it comes to working with babies and children, there's a lot of misunderstanding out there mm. in terms of what it entails. You know, people have this vision of you just put your baby in the cot and leave them to cry and walk out. And yeah. that's that's not true at all, because similar to some of the things we've discussed, it's about looking at the entire day and looking at what's going on. I absolutely believe that for babies and children, learning to sleep well is a skill and they do need some help in that. You know, when babies start walking, they need help with that. You know, yeah. when they start eating, they need help in terms of, you know, food and making sure it's served and cooked correctly. When they're potty trained, they need help with that as well. Yeah. And I don't think of sleep as any different to that at all, right? Yeah. So yeah. absolutely, I think there are ways for, for children which we can help them to learn that skill of um, sleeping well. And for adults, a lot of it is about good sleep hygiene and understanding what happens during the day. You've got to have all of those building blocks in place in order yeah. to get a good night's sleep. It's not just the act of 
falling asleep and staying asleep it's the whole lead up and what's happening yeah. what happens during the day as well that's equally important yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no you're you're, you're you're right it is important to use the right terminology but i suppose i think what i was trying to hope, hope was that there is there is hope you know if exactly. th there is something we can do to promote better sleep which i think is what you're saying with all those tips that you're um you know that you're sharing absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. great Oh, I mean, it's been a pleasure, absolute pleasure talking to you, Hopri. I mean, can I just ask you to, um, yeah, just to share with us. So we ask all our all our guests this question, but if I could ask you, what is one positive lifestyle habit that you really cherish and you would advise everyone to try? Absolutely. So um, I'm probably going to be really biased here and I am <laughs> definitely going to be talking about sleep. Um, it's obviously had such a huge impact on my life that I yeah. even changed careers. You know, I was yeah. working in the city for 14 years, working in client services with investment banking clients. I've made a huge shift in career. And all of that is because of the huge impact that a good night's sleep not just for my children and also for me, the impact yeah. it had on me has lasted me forever. Yeah. Um, you know, I think after the birth of my first son, I suffered quite badly with postnatal depression. Yeah. And I think a lot of that was also linked to um, the lack of sleep, being sleep yes. deprived. Yeah. And once my son's sleep started getting more consolidated, it all had a huge impact on me as well. And I started feeling a lot better. My son was a lot happier. I was a lot happier. My, the, the, you know, the, the ripple effect that it yes. had on our family yeah. was tremendous. Yeah. So for me, that would be my top thing. And my advice to anyone out there who has young children that's struggling with sleep or yeah. will be having children in the not so distant future start thinking about sleep and what yeah. your goals are and what you want to do because you know antenatal classes everything else everyone else talks about the birth plan and feeding no one really talks about sleep and how crucial it is yeah no no I mean I I, I couldn't agree with you more Harper. like I was saying to you just before we came on and um, as you know my daughter is expecting so we've got a uh, yeah. a grandchild on the way um and one of the first like one of the things you know I know they're all busy getting the cots and getting this and they're asking me about that and I'm like okay look I don't know about much about this it's all changed but the one thing I can tell you about is you really need to get the sleep sorted out because if I look back now and I think about how sleep deprived I was and I was just on uh, you know I was um on autopilot and then if I think about subsequently how unwell I started to become after, you know, after my youngest one was, was sort of, you know, seven, eight months, I became, yes. started to become, and that's really where all my illnesses started to come into play. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think a lot of it is to do with the fact that actually probably for about two years, I really didn't, well, even more really, didn't really sleep well at all because yeah. I was, you know, I was just on, um, on guard the whole time in case something happened and I was probably quite nervous and anxious but probably disguised it very well um yeah. and just got on because I was very efficient and functioning really it looked like I was functioning well but I think yeah. you know I, as I said I've mentioned to my daughter that the first thing she needs to do is get that sleep sorted out right from now so that yeah. as soon as baby is born um she and baby are able to get some sleep so that you know you Absolutely. reduce the risk as you said of, of postnatal depression and things like that 
um harpreet it's been such a pleasure talking to you please could you let all our, let our audience know where they can get in touch with you how they can find you uh, and what you're you know where you are on social media and things like that great thank you mira so um on instagram you can find me on sleep underscore catcher so um that, that's on instagram on facebook you can find me as well under sleep catcher uk um and my website is www.sleep-catcher.com uh, so if anyone out there is you know interested in having a quick chat to understand a little bit more about my services and how i can help you i'd be more than happy to speak to you yeah that would be great and you would be able to i know you specialize in children but you'd be able to help um, any other members of our audience as well, slightly old, you know, if they're older or going through menopause and stuff like that? Would you Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I don't currently have a service for that, but if it's no. sort of a quick discussion or a chat, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd be happy to offer some tips and some advice on that as well. Absolutely. Lovely. Harpreet, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure and really insightful. And the importance of sleep is something that, you know, we shouldn't underestimate, as you've said. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Mira. Take care. Thank you so much for listening in. If you have any questions about our Don't Pause for Menopause course, our products, or need some advice in general, please just send us a message and we will be glad to help. You can find us on Instagram at Mira's Made From Scratch, on Facebook at Mira's MFS, and our website, mirrorsmadefromscratch.co.uk.